Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey folks, the silly season is upon us. It would be humorous if it weren't so absolutely, totally, completely serious. It's the national election. We're going to elect a new president. Strictly from a presumptive assumption to your ear, I think it's going to be either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. Call me crazy, but I think one of those fine folks is going to be our next president. Can you go along with that? Do you think I'm probably correct? Okay, let's assume that either Donald or Hillary will be our next president. Who do you think is the best choice, Mr. Trump or Mrs. Clinton? I certainly have an opinion about that, but don't want to use this forum to influence your choice. Instead, what I want to do is to give you a perspective on leadership that I think is worth consideration. I hope that we all take this into consideration, this perspective into consideration, when it comes time to vote, when it comes time to make our choice. Sure, here's our narrator to lay it out for you. A leader takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but ought to be. Rosalind Carter There are dozens of perspectives on leadership, but all of those perspectives have at least one idea in common. As Carter suggested, to be an effective leader, one needs to have a vision for the future and a clear sense of mission or purpose. The leader then leads from here to there. A successful leader, then, is one that arrives at the predefined destination, with the followers right behind. One hears a lot about national leaders, state leaders, Community leaders, and even family leadership is a necessary quality of a successful parent, but one might wonder if a business or nonprofit organization fails, it's usually seen as a failure of leadership. Those in charge fire the executive and get a new leader, hoping for better times. If that doesn't work, the organization eventually folds and everyone moves on to other ventures. With the national, state, and local governments and to some extent with families, that doesn't happen. Rather, things get worse and may get better and then they get worse again but not much changes. Government and families are not much different than they were 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 50 years ago. The same is true for the schools, public services, and most all of the institutions and sub-institutions in every jurisdiction. There are better times and worse times but there is a persisting sameness that characterizes things over time. When the state of permanent institutions is experiencing the good times, the success is attributed to good leadership. During the worst times, the explanation is in terms of economic conditions, social turmoil, international conflict, or other factors that normal people can barely understand and can't affect in any significant way. It definitely has little to nothing to do with leadership, or so they say. Perhaps the underlying point is that the concept of leadership doesn't and shouldn't apply to government, families, and permanent institutions or at least institutions that are supposed to be permanent. The political folks, institutional employees, parents, 
and others taking care of business in those environments are supposed to do little more or less than what they can to prevent the worst times and to do whatever they can to maximize the good times. If everyone is on one of those institutional trains or another, they may not need or want a leader. The train can only go where the track is headed. That isn't a specific destination. Instead, it is more like an adventure into unknown territory. What should one expect from those in charge of running the train? They should keep it moving. They should keep it on the track. They should avoid running into obstacles that appear on the track from time to time. They shouldn't lose any train cars as they go along. That's about it, except for what may be the most important requirement. They should make very sure no one falls off the train. Maybe the real need is for fewer leaders and more conductors who take responsibility for the passengers, who make sure everyone stays on the train, and who assures that everyone has a quality ride. There you go. You have it. Some serious food for thought. So, when it comes your turn to vote, are you going to pull the Trump lever or the Clinton lever? I do actually think that leadership probably has a significant bearing on the presidency. We definitely want to choose based on who we think will do the best job at leading the free world, leading the United States, leading us. We definitely want to choose based on who we think has the most positive vision, the best vision, the appropriate vision for the future of our country. All of these things are certainly critical and very important. At the same time, though, let's not forget the train. We want our train, our country, to keep moving down the track toward that unknown future. We want the train to stay on the track and not become derailed someplace along the way. We want the train to successfully deal with the obstacles that will come across the track from time to time. Above all, we want to be sure the train doesn't crash. Yes, we also want to be sure that we don't lose any of the train cars along the way. But the most important point really is the most important point. We want to be sure that all of us stay on the train. We want to be sure that none of us fall off, are shoved off, or are somehow lost along the way. We want our next president to be someone who will assure that all of us have a quality ride.
music by Kevin McLeod.